Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in November of 2020. And welcome to episode 27, CPA Thinkers and Learners. We might be referring back a lot to episode three, which was CRA. Yes. We want to give a shout out to Lenny, who has engaged with us on Twitter a few times. And he wrote, at Laura and Karina podcast, from number paths to number lines, which was our episode 19, provides excellent strategies. Learningthroughmath.com. I would encourage learning about numbers less than zero in kindergarten and up. Hmm. So thanks for that, Lenny. Yes. <laughs> we love your thoughts. Some things to ponder. Yes. Let's reflect. Our <laughs> reflection this week is a little different because interestingly enough, we've both, we've been dreaming about math. <laughs> and school. And school. Uh, I, don't th- th- I don't think that's unique to teachers. No. Right? I, I, yeah. I think everybody is. And I think maybe it's because we're on Thanksgiving break. So <laughs> yes. we're like, st- it's still in the back of our minds. Always. Always. All right, Always. share yours first. Okay, well, I had two dreams recently. The first one, and this is a dream that I'm praying comes true, that all state testing was canceled again. Oh, <laughs> that would be one. So let's put that out in the universe. Yes. Oh, please. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That would be. Yes. And then and my, it has to have. Like, I don't, oh. I really don't see how it can't. My second dream was a little more intense. <laughs> <laughs> um, this must have been a, a pretty long dream because I was definitely at my new school. Yeah. I was going into a PLC that apparently I was not prepared for. It was supposed to be with one grade level, but about 40 people showed up to this PLC. I thought it was only going to be 30 minutes. So after 30 minutes, I'm thinking, okay, everybody go back to your classrooms and go back to your students. And teachers just kept sitting there. And it turned out, I found out about 25 minutes later that our PLC was supposed to be an hour long. Okay, so that was weird. But the first part, we were talking about learning goals and scales. And apparently they didn't even understand what a learning goal was because when I went in there, they had an activity for the learning goal. And I said, no, 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 that, right. Wait, what? But what, what is the point of all of this? Like, what are you trying to get the kids to know and understand? And then someone else said another activity. And I I was all confused again. You're looking at me the same way I was looking at the teachers. So I said to one teacher, what do you want your kids to know and be able to do after these lessons in this unit? And they said something about understanding 10 and some more. And I said, okay, there's your learning goal. And then I asked another teacher and they went back to an activity and I was like, wait, what? But then it got worse, okay? (laughs) And I had this dream right after we recorded episode 25 on fluency. Yeah. Because then we started talking about time tests. Oh, boy. And fluency. And I was like, well, what do you think fluency is? And of course, it was completely opposite of of what we know what fluency is. But then it got even worse. (laughs) And I had almost a fight with a teacher about 
how the textbook is not the curriculum. Oh. So that brought me back to our episode 11 with the gradual release of responsibility. The yes. I do, we do, you do, let's not. Yes. You know, most of the time. And I could not convince this teacher that the textbook was not what we were supposed to be doing. That it was just one resource available. So I end up leaving. This is all in my dream. Oh I end my up God. leaving the room. I'm just about to cry. Some of our previous co-workers come up to me. And I don't know how they ended up at my new school you know yeah and one of them came up to hug me because they could just read it on my face that I was so upset and I was like everybody hates me here oh my gosh (laughs) yeah that wasn't really a good dream no the first dream about canceling the state testing that was great that was a great dream this one was was a little more heavy oh gosh (laughs) I also had a dream <laughs> we can never get away I, from right? it. But it's funny that it, I, it sounds like in both of our dreams there were no masks. We I no. we were not wearing masks. Yes. Nobody was wearing masks. I wasn't a mask. I wasn't I we were maskless. Huh. Also, in my dream, I had like 40 kids that I was tutoring. It was like a tutorial after school. Oh right. Okay. Right? So this and, is right. Definitely after pre-COVID or in no. COVID, but just not in reality. I don't know. Anyway. I'm thinking tutorial, first of all, all the research says don't do it after school because the kids right. are exhausted. And then 40? Like, yes. Okay, right. It totally didn't make any sense. None. We're all in this huge room. It seemed like we were in the cafeteria, but it wasn't really the cafeteria. So I really don't know where we were. Okay. But anyway. It wasn't your I room. Had, right. I had all these kids and I was supposed to be teaching science. Well, I wasn't prepared okay. for that. So we just kind of hung out for like an hour and didn't really do anything. And then the kids started getting upset. Like, Mrs. Cousins, you haven't taught us anything. What, what are we doing here? This is such a waste of time. And they were all upset. I'm like, okay, okay. Let me just do math because <laughs> that's our go right <laughs> what and I had like this tiny little smart board that was the size of a small tv for these 40 kids nobody could see anything and I wrote on the board three divided by one fifth Ooh. And we haven't done fractions yet. Fractions is coming in our next units. Okay, okay. Probably after, you know, in January. See, or subconsciously, right? you're yes, already, already ahead. thinking yep, about you're it. You're already planning. And I asked them, how do you solve this? And almost <laughs> of them said, I know what they're going to say. Keep change flip. Yep. Which was interesting to me because I didn't learn keep change flip. I had never even heard of that until I came down here. Mm-hmm. We just, I mean, I was just always taught just multiply the reciprocal. So, oh. That was the language we used. Right. Never. I didn't have, I had no idea what keep change flip was. I always say that wrong anyways. I know. And the, I always say that wrong. I'm like, what is, I don't, I don't even I think know it. it. See, like Kentucky yes, Fried Yes, me too. <laughs> and I was shocked that in my dream I got it right. Okay, you know? okay. Anyway, we're talking about, well, what does it actually mean? Mm, what does this mm-hmm. dividend mean? And what does it mean to divide something by a fifth? And uh, of course, blank stares. Mm-hmm. Nobody could answer the question. And then on the side of the room, there was like a teacher who was working, grading papers or something. <laughs> Her head was down and she was just grading and she no longer works at my school. So that's also interesting. Okay. She was a teacher there and now she's oh. she left. And isn't it interesting her- we both 
had dreams right? of former co-workers. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then her ears kind of perked up as I was trying to explain, you know, what does what is the dividend? The dividend is the total. The divisor is how many in each group or how many groups. Mm-hmm. So in this case, we can see it as how many in each group. Okay. And that means that your quotient will tell you how many groups. Oops. And she came up to me afterwards and said, if you don't teach, because I said, I never teach a keep change I don't even know what that is to the kids. And she said to me afterwards in my dream, if you don't teach Keep Change Flip, how do you teach it then? And that's how my dream ended. (laughs) Or that's as much as I remember. (laughs) Okay. And But it's like that whole, it's like being that math whisperer again, right? It's waiting until they're ready. Yes. We have to wait until teachers are ready. Yes. And if you don't know what I mean by math whispers, that's in episode 18. We talk about it. Mm-hmm. We had a really good conversation about that. I <laughs> did love that episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move into our good news. Yes. My good news is last week when we were still in school, I finally started moving my stuff into my room. Yay! (laughs) Now, I'm going to tell you that all of my books, listeners, are still at home because if we go back into lockdown, I need to have all of my (laughs) books with me. You need your books. But I, I brought the stuff. You know, I brought the manipulatives and I still have some stuff to bring back. The drawers of crayons and pencils and things. I don't know where I'm going to put those, but I I will definitely figure it out. It does look much better in here. Yes. And by tomorrow, it's going to look even better because I'm going to take all the stuff that's sitting in my living room and push it into my (laughs) dining room. So at least I have a living room, a living room back. Yes. All right, let's get into today's episode. In episode three, we talked about CRA. Yes. Concrete representational abstract mm-hmm. model of, of mathematical instruction. Mm-hmm. And in that episode, we also challenged our listeners to take a lesson that they teach mm-hmm. and that they might be teaching abstractly and teach it concretely. Try to flip it or try to, you know, teach, bring in some pictorial mm-hmm. representations. Right, those visual models. Yes. And then we had talked about how we feel like a lot of our episodes, we like the length of them. We like that they're short. Right. But we also feel like we get... We We're just only, start. Yeah, yes. we scratch the surface. We really don't go into a lot of depth. And maybe that gets and that's people okay. thinking. Right. Which that's one of the goals because we want everyone to keep learning. Yes, absolutely. But it just means that we do need to go back and revisit yes. a lot of our topics. And that's all right, too. Yes. Because we're, like you said, we're constantly learning, yep. constantly reflecting, constantly going back. Just like in episode 25, where we talked about fluency, where we brought that up at the beginning in episode two with Number Talks. Right. We hope that if you haven't gone back and heard all these episodes, we're wetting your whistle <laughs> to try to like, you know, oh, maybe, maybe I do need to go and listen from the beginning. Yes. And you're right. We did make these. We tried to keep it around 20 minutes because... We figured that's a good driving time. Yes. Right? Yes. What we really wanted to dig deeper into was something that we discussed in the previous episode about having a graphic that I was going to create with the concrete, pictorial, and abstract thinkers. Yes. And a three-circle a, a Venn, triple, right, a triple a triple Venn diagram. Venn. Hopefully you have seen that graphic out there mm-hmm. in the Twitterverse. In the Twitterverse. Or you've seen it on our website. Right. Everyone needs to picture in their head a triple Venn diagram right now. And... 
Keith, I want you to go back to <laughs> when you and I were trying to teach triple Venn diagrams in fifth grade. <laughs> that was fun. I need everyone to think of a triple Venn diagram and in the center is going to be CPA. So one circle is going to be concrete. Another circle is going to be pictorial and a third circle is going to be abstract. And where the two sections overlap, it will be something like CP right. or PA or CA. Correct. Okay. So we have that visual in our heads now. Right. Okay. We want to think about no longer high. We don't want to label kids as high and low. Right. We don't want to label kids as as only one thing or another right we don't want we don't want these to be new labels for that right but we want to see kids for their strengths Mm -hmm. and and guide them towards their gaps right right? and fill in those gaps develop yes right the concrete thinker is a student who can build see and understand concepts with tools and manipulatives Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of times teachers think that those are k1 and 2 those are the primary grades only but no no <laughs> they're not and they shouldn't be no it they should be throughout you know i i was thinking when we were thinking about this episode about my high school years yeah and if i had a teacher that let me build whatever we were doing that would have completely helped me not become a memorizer and regurgitator of math right and then when i got stuck i had nothing to fall back on because i didn't know the why behind the math correct maybe they didn't know the why behind the math. i don't think they did either because they weren't taught the why right i mean really we didn't know the why until until, recently right maybe the last 11 years but right before common core came out that's when i started learning the why yes and i was like you know what is all this goodness exactly pictorial thinkers can draw it can see the pictures can see can see it and and create a visual representation of Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. and then our abstract thinkers are kids who use numbers procedures probably are memorized and regurgitators yes because they can't show it any other way nope because they've learned how to play the school game all these years right now our combo thinkers the Mm -hmm. ones that are cp ca and pa Mm -hmm. those ones obviously just use those two skills which that's not good either because i'm thinking of some of my previous students who had to constantly draw yes tick marks for adding or multiplying even and I'm like you can't you can't live in this world you have to move to the abstract yes you can build it with base 10 blocks yes you can draw a model of it but we got to get you we to abstract connections to, right. to become a number thinker too correct just using numbers so the goal of all of this is to have the kids live in the center. Yes. And be able to fluidly move in and out yes. of each section. I mean, when when you're learning something in math, uh, honestly, probably the best way for me is to start with concrete and then look at that concrete and make a visual model of it and then say, okay, where do these numbers come? I probably, even though I, that's where I want to be, I probably start with the abstract and work my way backwards. Yeah. 
or I work counterclockwise, or I usually start with the numbers because that's how I grew up. Right. But when we go into one of those problems where you have to figure out the quote, you know, the formula or something where you have to figure out, oh, it's N times one minus one. I'm still not good at those yet. Yeah. One time recently I saw the pattern and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I get it now. Yeah. You know, but if I was able to build it and draw it first, I think it would have made that connection to that number so much easier for me to the abstract. Well, it's like our conversation that we had in episode four, the 13 rules that expire. Mm -hmm, The article. article that we read where we discussed we had talked about what does it look like to subtract a negative number concretely because I had no idea I had never seen it that way Mm -hmm. and we did some we we looked at some videos on YouTube (laughs) yep and we found it Mm -hmm. and then it made so much more sense it was with the two color counters that we used Mm-hmm. Yes. And that makes so, now I can picture it. Right. Before I could never picture that. No, it was following that rule of yes. add the opposite. Right. And then kids get that wrong because they mix it up with the rule with multiplying and dividing with yes. integers. Yeah. See all these rules. You can't keep track of them all. Right. But if you understand the why behind it and you can build it and draw it, mm-hmm. that's what you could always go back to. Exactly. Exactly. That you have to understand. And even when you brought up in your dream about the three divided by one-fifth. Yeah. In my head, I immediately went to what I did with with the kids the past few years with fifth graders is I took three of the red fraction bars Uh. and I taped it down and then I put one-fifths underneath all of those and taped it down to show, okay, there's 15 one-fifths in three where you actually got to use the concrete and then the kids could take that information and just draw a model of it, which... We both know, you know, fifth graders drawing models of fractions sometimes isn't it they need to practice. Yeah. They definitely need that perfect practice to make yes. it correct. They, they need those the, tips of first create a bigger, a larger rectangle and then split <laughs> that in half so that your hole is the same size. I know right, this right. is the conversation we have. Yes. It's also like drawing 3D models. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that's where See, the, I, the art teacher is so important yeah, there. Yeah. You said you you were living more in concrete mm-hmm. land or you said something like that. Didn't you say that? Me? Yeah. No, Maybe I live more. more, I think I live more in the abstract, abstract land. Yeah. But I can now I can move right if I if I'm being honest about where I am Mm -hmm. I'm probably more pictorial and abstract Mm -hmm. I'm probably more like a PA kind of thinker because the concrete again it's so foreign to me because we we didn't have that and I I force myself to bring out the manipulatives yeah and do it first so that I know what the heck I'm talking about right and a lot of times I think teachers we just want to skip over that part because of time management of it Mm -hmm. yeah because we know it's going to get thrown across the room kids are going to play with it only if you let them. Right. When I bring out the manipulatives, the first thing I say is these are tools, not toys. Yes. And for the majority of the kids, they respect that. Yeah. And I do give them, quote, play or discovery time at the beginning. Yeah. I'll say, you know what? You got three minutes. Have at it. Yeah. And a lot of them will take the, and I'm thinking of like base 10 blocks right now. Yeah. They will build structures out yeah. of it yeah. or whatnot. Okay. When we're done, boom. Here we go. Yeah, I've done that too, where it kind of like, just play with it. Yep. Get out your yayas. While I get set up. Right. Exactly. (laughs) 
right? Let me drink a, a little bit more of my coffee. You guys play. Let me check my, you know, do my attendance. And then, but and then I'll. That could also turn into a what do you notice and wonder. Yes. Yeah. Which we both know how powerful those two words are. Yes. The first image we created was really for teachers to help mm-hmm. teachers kind of think about where their students are, where their own thinking is. Mm-hmm. And to get them away from thinking that their kids are high and low. Correct. Right. Really as a follow-up to that last episode yes. we just did. Yes. The next thing we kind of were thinking about was creating a student version of this image, which I will do before mm-hmm. this episode gets released. So you can share this this image with students and they can be more self-aware of where their strengths and weaknesses might lie. As I've said in the past, my mantra in my classroom is that students build, draw, write, think, and talk. So we had we have that sitting on our website. Yeah. We'll link it again, my lame picture, because we know, I know, Karina is going to make an amazing <laughs> infographic <laughs> that you can share with the students. Yeah. That, and it is more kid-friendly language, yes. right? The build, yes. the draw, the write, rather than concrete, pictorial, right. abstract. Right. All right, here's our challenge for you for this week. We are asking everyone to go to our website at learningthroughmath.com and Karina is going to have a wonderful template there for you that you're going to be able to use to think about where your students lie. And we would love to see your results either on Twitter if you want to share. You Mm -hmm. can just put an X for a student or just their initials. You don't have to write names uh, or even dots, right? Like where where they are. Numbers. Isn't that like a dot plot? Whatever. Whatever (laughs) works for you. Or you can email it to us as well. I'm Mm -hmm. just curious to see if it's something that, I mean, I really think that most of my students Mm -hmm. are in abstract land. Yes, for sure. You know, they don't, I think maybe some of them might be in pictorial, but for the most part, they are in abstract land. And one thing we want to do is figure out ways to get them to the center. Yes. To the CPA. Right. But if I can focus in on where they are, then I can help guide them to where I want them to be. And I wonder, would you want to give that to your students and ask them where they think they are? Sure. Kind of do like a self-reflection? Yeah. Are you more of a builder, a drawer? Is that a word? A drawer? (laughs) (laughs) Or a writer? Yeah. With numbers. Right. And it could be fluid too, right? Right. Day by day. Right. It could change. But I I was wondering if you ask the kids where they usually sit. Yeah. Right? In which section. And to explain to them, listen, I want you to be in the middle so that you always have something else to fall back on. Right. And you understand the why behind the math. Right. Not just do the math. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.